The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Brad Coima joins us with Coima and K-Mig in Sioux Center, Iowa. And before we dive into the livestock, Brad, I just wanted to, to throw out there our thoughts and and prayers to all the producers in this upper Midwest getting just socked with, with flooding and, and losing of crops and concerns going on. Uh, well said, and I'm glad you brought that up. It, uh, I happen to live in a community, uh, Rock Valley, Iowa, uh, and my son and I do some farming. Um, that uh, the river runs through it, Rock River does, and it uh, it wasn't quite to the 2014 levels, uh, but it was certainly within a few inches and certainly bad enough. And, and yeah, there's there's a lot of people uh, displaced a little bit. They got issues with water in their basements, and then there's just a, a terrible lot of crop loss, of course. And it's not just here either. I know you've experienced some of that in your backyard. Uh, uh, basically, any kind of major waterway system up in this part of the world I had some trouble now. It only rained a little bit this morning, and, and hopefully this is it for a while. So hopefully we can get a little bit of a break because there are certain conditions that are, uh, are, are certainly tough in a lot of places. Very much so. We will dive more into that in a little bit. But as we know, when we have Brad on the air, we really kind of hit this cattle. Like cattle trade, kind of nice to be able to talk about some cash on a Wednesday. Unusual. You're right. There is a little bit of trade here that's happened this week. Um, it developed um, well on this mid-cattle exchange, which is getting to be more and more of a, a non-event. Uh, they, they, they did trade a couple pins on that this morning at 106. Uh, initially, bids come out in the south at 105. <clears throat> then the... Um, Oh, I don't know, I suppose noon hour-ish, the bid started to come back to 106, and then they actually did trade a few cattle uh, that way. I'm not sure if they've traded enough cattle to call it, if that's all it'll be. Um, but I, my guess would be that that's what it'll be, 106 uh, in Kansas and a trickle of that in Texas, I understand. Uh, the North, one of the minor uh, players did get a, a, a smaller packers anyway, um, did get a few cattle bought, I understand, at 170 in the north. Um, again, that's probably pretty limited trade. So that would certainly be lower uh, than last week, of course, um, particularly depending upon what what part of the week you, you, you compared it to. Um, next week, of course, is a short kill week. Uh, we've had uh, light lighter kill than expected this week. Had a plant dark yesterday at, at Dakota City. Um I bring up the kill because I think it's real important to um, stay dialed in on the kill. We've done some things right earlier this year, uh, this spring, and the main thing would have been selling a lot of cattle because we got a lot of cattle to sell. So I, I, I personally, I like seeing that big slaughter, that 655, 658 slaughter. Um, I think it's going to be more like 645 this week maybe. Um, and I really think we have more cattle than that, and so we've got to be sensitive to making sure that we stay current. Um, I have been hoping that maybe we could get through the worst of this by the middle of July, the way I model out the placements, and that's a guess, because placements are, it makes a terrific difference if you're 30 days ahead or 30 days behind in your marketing, but I had thought that maybe our biggest supply risk, if you want to call it that, or our biggest you know supply challenge, maybe is a better word, was in that mid-July period because uh, that's also a time where typically your demand is no runaway and I do expect the boxes to break quite a bit more from here and I think most people do very seasonally normal to do that you've seen the choice select spread narrow in half it was 30 now it's 15 um, so I 
I just don't get it over with. You know, make a low and, 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 and get on down the road. But that's kind of my perception here. I think uh, cash is going to be lower this week. I, my guess would be it might be a little lower again next week. Um, as we go into plenty of cattle and probably have a little shorter kill week just to get them out of the way, Susan. Well, I'm curious. Are we seeing earlier purchases on cattle because of the shortened week next week? Yeah, it could, it, it, it could well be. I... Maybe people are anxious to just get out of the way the next week. I, I was a little surprised that we were trading cattle in the south this early. Um, sometimes this midweek trade is not negative. I'm, maybe maybe that's maybe that's a little bit of a better sign. The old rule of thumb used to always be uh, if you were buying along for a short. In other words, if you had, you know, so we got five regular days and only four kill days next week. Uh, usually cash is lower, which it looks like it is. But then conversely, if you're in a short week buying for a now back to normal schedule. Sometimes that was a little bit helpful to the cash market, but I really feel like we're in a downtrending mode here on cash cattle and on beef markets for a little while and on the futures market. Hopefully it doesn't last for a lot longer, but uh, you know, we, 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 we made the commitment to all these cattle with all those placements uh, that we had. By the way, that report last week was no help. Um, and, and, and we got to be a little bit realistic on how many cattle we have to work our way through. Before we jump into the hogs, I wondered, I know there's been a lot of drought concerns. I was in Kansas last Thursday, and it is definitely dry the farther south you go. Is there concern we're going to push some more cattle through because the pastures aren't there, because the hay opportunities aren't going to be there? That's a great question. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I hinted a little bit about the, the cattle and feed report last Friday. Um, I... Um, that that's part of the explanation you know last year placements for may were massive uh, if people have forgotten they were up 14 percent more than the year prior to it and so then when we came in friday and it had a placement number of 100 or the same of a massive number you know you're going like no kidding wow uh but it would appear that that is part of the explanation now you're starting to see some of these cattle move again earlier than they would have expected to because of the because of the drought or near drought conditions in areas of the south, um, there's another a little bit of an area of concern uh, in terms of extra supply that that you wouldn't have to take on otherwise, and, and you're starting to hear some of this talk in the dairy business again. Um, you know, anybody that's in the business knows, but some of us you know can kind of ignore it. But this milk prices has gone from the mid 16s to the low 14s. Um, and of course, you know, as, as, a, as you know, as a beef comment to that, you know, you'd certainly like to hope that we don't have things so tough in that enterprise that we start to see some extra liquidation of the, uh, of the cows out of that deal. So, uh, we, you know, we can weather this, but we've got a we got a little bit of work cut out for us. Well, stick around, folks. We'll be back more with the Fontenelle Final Bell. Look at the hogs, and of course, the happenings on the grain complex after this on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Brad Coyma is joining us with Coyma and K-Mick out of Sioux Center, Iowa. Left off with the cattle, let's look at these hogs. If they had to trade all by themselves and not worry about anything, would we be doing a lot better than what we are now? I believe so. I, I, I think if you could somehow, you know, I, people know by now that I think we've done this enough that I'm up, you know, I understand that there's certainly the technical forces in the market are certainly important. But I, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, I cut my teeth on fundamentals, and I still believe that the fundamentals do get a vote at the end of the day. So if I look at just purely hot fundamentals, um, you know, I, I would say that our average weights are okay. I would say that you've got 
the overall supply of hogs right now is actually just a slight bit less than what I think the trade was anticipating going into this slot. Demand is is actually quite good enough. Uh, I mean, it's pretty good. Um, but the, every time we seem to try to raise our head just a little bit and get something going on this hog thing, there's something new to worry about, you know, whether it's NAFTA and our, our trade partners to the south or whether it's uh, something, you know, with escalation of tensions, trade tensions with China, which, of course, is a, you know, a very key, uh, I think most everybody knows by now that, you know, basically 20 to 25 percent of our hogs go to export. Um, and... Uh, Obviously, it's critical that we maintain a, not just a decent export business, but a great one. You know, so I part of me though, and I think this might translate over a little bit to our my grain comment here, and, and I know this is general in nature, but I part of me is almost feeling like, okay, what else? You know, what else are you going to tell me that that that's going to go wrong here with 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 uh, whether we're going to be able to export or not? Part of me is particularly with the pork. Somewhat, not to be not to be sarcastic here, but you know, Smithfield is owned by a Chinese subsidiary, right? I mean, you know, so uh, if they can't figure out a way to get pork there, then I don't know. I'd surprise me. Um, and in terms of our our trade neighbor to the south, uh, frankly, I you know I know we want to get along great, but where else are they going to buy these cheap cuts of pork and stuff like that economically, as they can buy it from us? So I, I hope we can get beyond and through this and get back to something that's. We're talking about hog fundamentals instead of who said what to the last trade agency, you know. So. Very much so. And it, and it kind of transitions into the grains, Brad, because these bean exports and, and a growing crop that we're talking about. I mean, obviously, we're June. We're not done by any means growing this bean crop. But there's a lot of concerns out there for these these producers. How could there not? You know, we've taken this corn market all the way back to where it started. We took $2 off of the, the bean uh price here um you know and 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 an awful lot of this you could you know particularly the soybeans i think you can point at um you know some bad fundamentals and we talked about you know you know we talked about the the beans had a kind of a i, I thought of a real a, a tough road to hoe here this this year because of bad fundamentals but um you know certainly an awful lot of this extra downside has been concern and worries about uh, uh, uh deterioration of trade now, having said that, you know, usually people listen to the radio because they hope this guy's dumb enough to give his opinion, even though my opinion is worth 50 cents and then you can have coffee. Um, he, my sense would be that we've got a lot of negativity built into the market here at this point. Um, we got a planning intentions report Friday as well as a grain stocks. Uh, this report historically has been very, very volatile. Um, if you hearken back to the, the the first planning intentions report, you know there were a few of us, me included, that kind of went, "Huh, where did all the other acres go?" You know. Um, so if you remember back to that, you know, is there some risk that they maybe found this 2.6 or 7 or 8 million acres or whatever it was that seemed like was kind of missing in action? Um, or do you say, well, what about the guys that are talking about, geez, we have corn got really late in part of the corn belt, like around here. Uh, did they switch to beans? How uh, about the small grain guys, you know, on the fringes of the corn belt where it just stayed cold and wet, 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 and they, did they switch maybe some to soybeans? Um, I don't know. You know, I, I would still have a little bit of trepidation about being real gunned up about the beans. But having said all that, you got a psychic in the market, a psychology in the market right now, almost that, well, we're going to raise another record crop and we're never going to export another kernel or bean again, which is wrong. You know, we will. And, and, and ultimately, we'll get through this trade issue as well. So, 
I, you know, I guess down here, I got no desire uh, to, to, to be thinking about hedging. If I was an end user of corn, which I happen to be because I feed cattle, I would actually think about the long side of the market here after this big of a sell-off. You can't make a crop yet on the 28th of June. So uh, I, I guess my sense would be that maybe we could still put a little weather risk. Maybe we could still react a little bit to this less than perfect conditions with these two wet conditions that we've been having in some areas. So I I think there's maybe a little breath of hope. Hopefully this report doesn't do something dumb, but uh, I don't expect it will. But I guess I'd like to, you know, maybe throw out just a little bit of hopeful optimism that maybe we could at least get a correction if we could just get a little relief in terms of the trade talks. Some good things to think about as we head towards Friday. Brad, what's the best way for folks to reach out? Uh, want to talk to you and your, your crew over there. I'll try us at 800-358-3047. Thanks, Susan. It's always a pleasure. You as well, and I hope things start to dry out for you and that there's no more flooding in your neck of the woods as well. I appreciate it. I think we're through the worst of it. Thanks again. Well, thanks again, Brad. Brad Coima joining us with Coima and Koenig out of Sioux Center, Iowa. Of course, Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. Nebraska's pick five jackpot for tonight's drawing is at $182,000. The Powerball jackpot tonight, well, it's still at $50 million, so that makes mega millions coming up on Friday. The biggie at $232 million. KRVN and the Nebraska Lottery are reminding you to please play responsibly. Feeding the feeders is our way of saluting and thanking the hardworking men and women of the beef business for their high-quality products. So we're delivering a delicious barbecue beef lunch from around the block catering in Lexington right to wherever you are. We are bringing it in a pickup from Pony Express Chevrolet of Gothenburg. And all you have to do is nominate yourself, nominate a friend, your neighbor. As long as they're a feeder, all you need to do is head to Fun and Games and get on that tab that says, Feed the Feeders.